Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Wow, I am very so happy to have in the studio today my older brother who is my mentor and my best teacher, Gaffney Gunter. Gaffney, welcome to the program. Thank you, Darrell. Now, Gaffney didn't notice, but he was visiting me today, and I brought him over to the studio. And our show is about leadership, and my brother has worked for some of the top corporations in the United States, but decided to make a change and become a McDonald's franchise. Gaff, welcome to the program. Um, you have, as a family, you have nine franchise. You have nine franchises, correct? That's correct. Yes, yeah, so we um, we didn't we didn't always have nine, obviously, and uh, I like the way you say that as a family. Um, actually, uh, we have I actually own four. My uh, daughter Lisa uh, McKenzie, she has two, and then my son Gaffney Jr. He has three, um, and we talked about it as a family. Uh, they the the son and daughter are uh, next gen or second gen. And Lisa actually started with me back in um, uh, 1994. And uh, Gaff Jr., he started with me about 12 years ago. Very good. But Gaffney, share with our audience a little bit about your background, your education. I um, actually uh, went to school at uh, Cornell University, studied to be an engineer, uh, received a, uh, a degree in um, industrial engineering, Stayed on um, for another year and, uh, and actually uh, got a uh, Master's of Business Administration there at uh, Cornell University. I came out um, and went to work for IBM. And I spent about four years with them uh, selling mainframe computers um, uh, back in the uh, mid-70s. Um, left them in uh, the mid 70s, late 70s, and went to work for AT&T. It was actually AT&T Long Lines. Uh, AT&T had many divisions then. And um, so I went to work for AT&T, and I worked for them almost 10 years. Um, and uh, did a number of things for them uh, uh, in personnel, uh, uh, something called service cost and, and rates, uh, did financial uh, planning with them, uh, bringing out new products. I was a product manager for a while with a, uh, a fax product that uh, we sold to uh, small retail businesses. So uh, quite, quite a few things there at AT&T. And then I left them in uh, the mid-'80s, um, late to mid-'80s, uh, mid um, and um, actually was a consultant for about a year and uh, didn't really care for that uh, uh, so much and decided, okay, I needed to earn a real job. I had to get a real job. So uh, I went and uh, moved from New Jersey to Research uh, Triangle Park in uh, North Carolina, and I went to work for Northern Telecom. And I found out something about Northern Telecom, even though it was a Canadian company, um, Canadian cousin to AT&T, you could just about put the AT&T logo on it. They were, there wasn't much difference. <laughs> uh, what, um, uh, so, but all, all while I was working for these uh, various corporations, uh, when I add all the different years together, probably about 18 years, I, um, I still had, a, I had always had a yearning for, uh, to be an entrepreneur. Um, 
And it's something I think was instilled uh, not only in myself, but in a lot of my uh, brothers and, and sisters because of the small business uh, that my uh, mom and, and father had uh, while we were growing up uh, uh, in Atlantic City. So um, I, I was always looking for opportunities to uh, start a business and uh, never did come up with the great idea uh, that uh, would help me launch that business. So I started looking at franchises. And, and uh, back in eight, 19, uh, actually 87, uh, and, and uh, I explored uh, the, uh, the uh, diff different fast food franchises. I actually looked at things like Jiffy Lube uh, and, and others. Um, and decided that if I was going to be a franchisee, I was going to be a franchisee for the best. And so I uh, gave McDonald's a call in 19, uh, not only 1987, I gave him another call in 1989 and uh, uh, asked what did I need to do to become a uh, franchisee. And the thing about that program was that while you were working full time, uh, you were in this program where you had to work, what, 2,000 hours? You're right, about 2,000 hours, um, and that was, uh, turned out to be about, because it was part-time, about 20 hours a week. But you weren't paid for that. That was no, part of the no, program. that's yeah, no. You're not paid. Uh, that's sweat equity, you might say. That's good because you learn. They you learn the business. Uh, you learn. They actually believe in uh, learning the business from the ground up. So you actually started out as a crew person, learned every position that the crew person uh, had to learn, and uh, you work yourself up through the various levels of management until you could actually run a store as a store manager. Now, what my brother didn't tell you is that um, when we were kids, we got our first TV set. Uh, one of our neighbors had uh, thrown their TV out the, on the street, and uh, Gaffney went out there, pulled the TV in, and um, repaired it, and that became our first TV set. Is, is, is that correct? That, is, is my memory correct? That's true. <laughs> That was, that was true, the true story. So I guess in his engineering background, uh, he was destined to be an engineer. But instead of engineering new products, he's engineering profits. And, and Gav, for, for, for those um, entrepreneurs that are thinking about uh, being a franchisee, what are some of the key things that they really need to give thought to? Okay. Um, first of all, uh, anything that you do, and I tell this to uh, – to my, uh, my children, I tell it to uh, different teens uh, that I may speak to, uh, young adult audiences that may aspire to be entrepreneurs, don't do anything just for money, okay? So make sure that whatever it is you go after that you like doing it because that's what you're going to be doing, spending most of your time in. So, uh, you know, put your heart in it, okay? So that, that's number one. If you're going to go with a uh, franchise instead of your own, putting out your own, uh, your name, uh, in a, in a especially in a retail environment, um, look for the, what kind of support do they provide? Uh, what was big about McDonald's is they, uh, they had the operation system and they taught you everything from the bottom up on how to, uh, to run that business. So they had a superior operating system, and then they provided training on that operating system. And uh, th they provide a fair amount of support while you're trying to acquire the franchise and then talking with other operators that were in the business already 
they provided a fair amount of support while you're operating a franchise. So that's very important. Now, to date, through your work with, with your son and daughter, which in McDonald's language they call it next gen, uh, collectively your family has nine stores that are probably nine of the best operating franchises for McDonald's in the United States. What do you attribute that success to? Well, you know, we, um, first of all, we, we like what we're doing. Uh, and one of the things I did with my next gen, uh, and this is very important as well, um, is, uh, you know, business, sometimes people see business as glamorous. So I made sure that they saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so they had, they had a chance to experience uh, not only the good and, and the profits and the, uh, the, the sales increases and, and things and the awards that we got, but they also got to take part in the hard work of getting us there. Um, continuous improvement was one of those uh, things that uh, we stress, but more importantly than anything was our people. Um, without the people, uh, we couldn't do anything that we do. They service our customers. Our customers is king, but we also look at our, our people uh, as internal customers, and we said they were also, uh, maybe they weren't king, but they were right just a notch below. So we made sure that we uh, took care of the, uh, the people that are in, where, you know, in our business. Now, yeah. over, over the, the years, you've sent me some very nice clippings in regards to different events that uh, you're involved in, and the community is very important uh, to Gunter Enterprises. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about some of the uh, things that you do to support the, the community. Okay, well, as, as many people know, um, the Ronald McDonald's uh, Children's Charities and Ronald McDonald's Houses are, um, those are very uh, important uh, uh, projects or charities to all McDonald's owner operators. And so uh, we do a lot to support the R Ronald McDonald Houses in our area. Um, we, um, we, we have a big affinity for helping children's causes. So we're in our schools. Uh, we, we do things all the way from uh, the mundane, like uh, support uh, reading programs through uh, incentives, providing uh, meals for uh, kids that excel in those, uh, those various programs, to everything uh, where we might partner with a, a local radio station and something called Lamplighters. And what Lamplighters is, and we, we, we partner with the uh, local radio station there in Raleigh, 103.9 The Light, which is a gospel station. And uh, what Lamplighters is, it's a um, community heroes uh, program. So we recognize those unsung heroes that, that uh, provide services to uh, other uh, members in our community. Uh, and what, give you one such program is Charles Ray III Diabetes Association. Uh, what he actually won, he was a, a recipient several years ago. And what his organization does is provide uh, diabetes supplies to folks that can't afford it. Okay, so we look for those unsung heroes, and uh, um, we actually uh, celebrate them and provide support for them. Okay. And I've seen you, uh, I guess, in former, I guess there's the uh, Black McDonald's Managers Owners Association that you guys have had uh, different awards with or presentations with Tom Joyner. Oh, that's that's yeah. That's over over the years. Yes, we've mm -hmm. we've actually uh, partnered with uh, Tom Joiner's um, 
with the, uh, the what we call the the NBMOA, the National Black McDonald's Owner Operator okay. Association, and we've done a number of things with them. Uh, uh, that's more on a national basis, uh, but uh, it it actually. Tom Joyner really gets down to the grassroots, so it winds up being right in the community as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a um, an event that the the Raleigh Region uh, BMOA does, the mm-hmm. Raleigh Region Black McDonald's Owner Operators. Uh, Thank you for correcting me on that. <laughs> no, yeah. okay, we got both. We got yeah. the national organization, okay. and then right. we do have a the local mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. of which I'm a part of both. Um, but uh, we actually have an event coming up. Uh, in Aug- on August 13th, okay, uh, which uh, is the uh, it's a uh, golf tournament. Uh, w- uh, William uh, Pretty Jr. Uh, uh, was the first black uh, McDonald's owner operator in oh. uh, North Carolina, and so we actually do a uh, kind of a memorial tournament where we provide scholarships. Uh, to um, uh, we provide money for his scholarship foundation for Shaw University students. Oh, yeah, it's very yeah. nice. So. You know, I remember Shaw because Mr. Sutton was a alumni of Shaw, right. and he would send all of his children to Shaw that's University. Right. That's right. Wow, that's great. That's great. And you do a uh, is it an annual picnic for your, your, your all of your employees or? Yeah, we do something called we call it the Mick Festival. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we we actually do two major huge events where we bring all of our uh, crew and managers, we bring them together. And uh, McFestival is just a fun time. We actually rent out a football field at the local middle school. Uh, we get a, a just four or five inflatables uh, for their children. We cater it with uh, North Carolina barbecue, and uh, we actually uh, we we'll actually throw in some tamales and corn on a stick and just all kind of fun ices. Um, we uh, we you know we have volleyball contests. We have a basketball tournament. We have a hula hoop contest. We do bingo, and we just have a great time. And uh, typically, it goes for about about four and a half hours. Uh, we have a DJ, and they do kind of uh, the DJ orchestrates all the events. Uh, the you know the sack races, and you know it's just just a good fun time with our our people and their families. And how many people do you employ? We have uh, collectively. I think we yeah. Right now we have over three hundred uh, three hundred employees. Wow! Now, yeah. managing three hundred employees, what type of management team do you have? Well, it, you have to think about it. Um, again, this is where McDonald's really provides that support. So they uh, give us some idea of what the structure t- should be. So um, we uh, each store will have a, a store manager. And that store manager will basically everybody reports to the store manager, but they have assistant managers. Mm-hmm. So uh, they could have uh, two to three assistant managers. And then we actually have a manager. Uh, we have what we call swing managers, and their sole responsibility is to really run the shifts. Mm-hmm. So a store could have up to a, a complement of about 11 managers. Okay. Okay. Or more, depending is, on the, the, the sales volume. Now, does a crew chief position still exist? We still have a crew chief position. I was yeah. a crew chief when yeah. I was in high yeah. school. <laughs> that means you were on your way to management. <laughs> <laughs> right. It still exists. And then on top of that, then the stores will actually have uh, re- the store managers will report, uh, three to four store managers will report to an area supervisor. 
and um, we have an area supervisor and then our area supervisors report to the director of operations now in my organization my uh, son who I had mentioned earlier mm -hmm. he actually owns three stores he is also my director of operations so he is an owner operator in his own right and he's also my employee okay right right and and Gaff has been working with you for how long now um, he, well he's um, going to be 34 this year let me get that yeah he's going to be 34 this year mm -hmm. he actually started uh, when he was 13 right okay and um, of course that was part-time because he had to go to school and then he came back uh, after college and um, we uh, he uh, we entered into a little deal and um, it was great uh, he came to work for me uh, about 12 years ago full-time mm -hmm. and uh, he's just been on a rocket course since then okay now with the um, the regional uh, black McDonald's owners and operators association he's a vice president or a president yeah, he's actually uh, yeah he holds a number of leadership positions um, with the um, the uh, the Raleigh region uh, black uh, the, the BMOA mm -hmm. uh, black uh, McDonald's owner operator association he is the vice president we also have a co-op of mm -hmm. all uh, the McDonald's for the Raleigh, Durham, Fayetteville area. Mm -hmm. he, he is actually on what they call the exec committee. He's a vice president on the exec committee there as well. So he's just moving right along. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. And he has a pretty good golf game, too. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so... When someone is sitting in their living room or at their kitchen table with, with, their, with their spouse and they're saying, you know, I really want to uh, do a franchise, uh, what would be the first step if they wanted to uh, consider McDonald's? Well, the first thing I would do um, is, uh, all right, McDonald's has a website. So, you know, go to, go to www.mcdonalds.com and uh, I would review all the franchisee material on the website, okay? Um, I would also go talk to several McDonald's owner operators and, and get their um, experience on being a, a McDonald's franchisee. Um, and if you have time, I mean, uh, take a part-time job working for McDonald's in a, uh, in a crew position. And like I said earlier, I mean, you'll get an idea if this is something that uh, you wouldn't mind doing. But don't you think they really have to like people? You do have to like people uh, because, the, the, first of all, without customers, you have no business, okay? And you have the customer interface there. It's just so, so important. What differentiates uh, us from other fast food, quick service restaurants, a lot of times, is not the products, but it's, it's the extra value, the, the hospitality that we have with our people. So it's, if you want to excel in this business, you need to have very good uh, customer interface. So you need to like people. Now, when I was in high school uh -huh. uh, working at McDonald's, okay. I felt it was some of the best training that I had. The people, the managers were very motivational, very positive. Uh, I remember all of the McDonald's training videotapes. They even had a tape on how to wipe a table, uh, how to sweep a floor. Does that still exist? And, and how do you train people beyond that? Okay, that, all that still exists. It's just not videotapes anymore. It's not CDs. <laughs> right. okay, you don't have to read a book. We, uh, we actually have that interface now you know, over the Internet. And so all those programs, we have something called e-learning. 
and you do you do um, some things by yourself with e-learning and then shoulder to shoulder though is still the way to go mm-hmm. uh, in the end it's that shoulder to shoulder training uh, after you've uh, reviewed uh, the e-learning uh, for a particular station it's the shoulder to shoulder training that verifies you and says whether you have it or not so that still goes on now one yeah. thing i know that you have always done very well uh, you always pay attention to the details and when i remember when i was an employee for mcdonald's in high school uh, taking inventory and really controlling food costs was very key and as a junior in high school they really would teach that to us to make sure that we were we were managing that. But you have a very unique way of really making sure that you're lowering your food costs, your waste costs as much as possible. Tell us a little bit about some of your management style and how you get your folks who are working for you to do that. Okay. I'm going to give the, a lot of this credit to uh, my son, uh, Gaffney uh, Jr. Um, he actually got me to in- implement uh, a few years back um, something called PBS. Now, PBS, that's a term. It's an acronym. <laughs> stands for performance-based salary. Because we used to always have to, every month, we're, we got an action plan for food costs because it quite wasn't quite where we needed it to be. Once we actually put it, this uh, new salary plan on I, r- I remember the, you discussing that with right, me. Right, right. Uh, to the um, uh, s- store managers, all of a sudden, very soon thereafter, food cost was no longer the issue that it once was uh, because we really what we did is we pushed the responsibility where it should be all the time right at the store level and we provided them the tools and the training but um, we also provided the incentive to the store manager to make it a very a very very important item to where um, their pay was actually affected either positive or negative as to uh, whether or not the food cost targets were met. Um, and then, uh, you know, my, uh, my son actually put in a, a number of, um, and it's still a detailed business. You still got to pay attention uh, to, um, to counting that inventory. And we, we have the computers to do it. We scan and all these good things now. But uh, as you know, garbage in is garbage out, you know, so... Uh, uh, but he put in a number of things that uh, actually started to look at yields, comparing uh, the different stores versus uh, yields, whether it's um, how many um, f- um, French fries uh, came out of uh, 100 pounds of French fries, things of that sort. So he put started putting yield charts in place uh, that we reviewed, uh, uh, that they could use to review uh, actually weekly and monthly, and a uh, number of other very detailed uh, but uh, very helpful mm-hmm. tools that he gave to the store managers that mm-hmm. actually uh, made this a non-issue in our in our stores. And and, and let's talk about the training. Um, do you do any extraordinary training for your your staff and crew? Uh, what do you mean by extraordinary? Well, I know training? McDonald's has all of their right training, uh, but with you know, I guess today's you know um, today's employees. They got the iPhone as, you know, they got the texting. You know, they have all these new electronic devices that didn't exist when I was coming through uh-huh. um, to disrupt their, their work day. Um, and how do you get them to give that extra hospitality? Well, you know, I think it really starts uh, at the orientation, okay? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we actually implemented a few years back uh, what we call um, 
uh, a group orientation or you know, instead of doing an orientation in each store, we actually brought it all to one place. And, and, and where did you do that at? Um, at the uh, our, our flagship store, okay. which is on North Capitol Boulevard. Okay. We actually had, in that particular store, we had the room then. And then when we rebuilt that store in uh, 2010, we actually put a conference room in there that's also for community use, but that we can use for, for meetings and things oh, wow. like, uh, orient, mm-hmm. you know, the group orientation. So, um, you know, that, that really helps a lot. Um, we actually, uh, some years back, we had something called a, a training team uh, that uh, we, uh, that was comprised of all the stores. Mm-hmm. And they would actually go out and do extra training on top of the training that uh, we, we would actually uh, uh, get from e-learning and the normal tools of McDonald's. So yes, we we're big on training. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and how do you um, gauge success? Uh, how do you re- give someone a performance review? Well, you know, McDonald's is I mean, it's very results oriented. <laughs> so uh, you know right away um, if you if you've done well, the customers come more often. If um, and that's most retail. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing so hot, they. Uh, uh, you know, they don't they don't come as much as anymore. So some of the measures that we use uh, are things like, um, uh, you know, uh, what, you know, just what are the st- we track sales. OK, we track customer complaints. We have something one eight hundred number where customers can call in complaints and they give very specific information on our and, that's, all and that's your 800 number? So It's actually that, McDonald's, it's McDonald's but they okay. feed that right to us at okay. the store level. Okay. And um, um, our, all of our people wear name badges, so we can actually go right to the store, right to the, to the individual. Uh, McDonald's also uh, does uh, something called a mystery shop, which is a lot of folks do that. Mm-hmm. And so what we've found as an organization, we're, we're required to do one per month, but um, for our stores, we actually pay extra and do a second mystery shop. Oh, right. Okay. And that mystery shop, um, they, they talk about service times, cleanliness of the restaurant, mm-hmm. the, the overall experience, the quality of the food, where mm-hmm. the fries hot. Mm-hmm. They talk about hospitality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, doing that extra shop has really kind of helped us raise the bar. Now, one of my pet peeves for any restaurant is the bathroom. Right. How would you rate your bathrooms at any time of the day someone comes in and they need to use the, the restroom? Uh, we, we, ho- we hope that they'd be able to eat their meal off of the uh, floor. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we know that's not always possible. So, uh, But w- what we require our managers to do is uh, we, we, all, we all know that you have to go inspect uh, regularly to make sure things are uh, up to speed. Um, and so um, we just make sure our folks adhere to what we call the, the travel paths and the times that they should do the travel paths. And if something's not quite right, mm-hmm. uh, correct it and then go follow up on the individual that was supposed to make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, so far, I mean, we really rate, I would rate our bathrooms quite highly. Wow. Yeah. You know, we're almost at the end of our time, but I have a couple other questions okay. for okay. you. Um, you, over the years, you have instilled so much wisdom to me, and I just want to publicly say thank you. Um, You're welcome. Every book that you've ever given me has always been spot on, and I've always gotten some something from it. What, what is the one or two books you would recommend to an entrepreneur that they should read to help them in their quest to be an entrepreneur? Okay, so I like Covey's, okay? Uh, 
Covey's book um, um, has just affected me. Okay, um, mm-hmm. the uh, um, the habits of highly effective seven people. habits, yeah, yes. of highly mm-hmm. effective people. I thought that was just a just an awesome book. And there's one that um, that I just recently uh, read mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Dave Ramsey, Entre Leadership, and uh, just a lot of things in the Dave Ramsey's uh, Entre Leadership book that uh, just sh- I said if I was to write a book. About 90% of what he put in there is what I would have written. Uh, and I highly recommend that to uh, not just entrepreneurs, but folks that want to have that entrepreneurial spirit while they're working for someone else. Wow. Okay. Is there a favorite quote from a leader that you share with other people? Well, uh, I have some quotes I have that, that are not mine. Okay, right. but I use them, and I and I wish I knew where they came from. <laughs> okay, one of them is, and this is this is, inspect what you expect. Okay, if you don't, if if folks see you go by, if you ask them to do something, and you go don't go check it out, they won't think that. It, I mean, it, it really wasn't worth. Uh, it really wasn't worth that much wow. to you in the first place. Inspect, expect. Inspect what you expect. Okay, okay. I love that one. <laughs> Okay, well, we are here with my older brother, mentor, Gaffney Gunter from Raleigh, North Carolina. Through his family, he has built uh, franchise ownership of nine McDonald's franchises, very successful. Gaff, I want to thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for having me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net and WSOU.net. And by the way, we are available on iTunes. And uh, just go to the iTunes store, look for Seton Hall University, look for leadership, and then under leadership, look for Gaffney Gunter, and you can download it for free. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.